Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. I'm John Fugelsang. This is Sirius XM Progress. We are at 866-997-4748, 866-997-GRIT. Um, let me go back to the phones really quick. Uh, do we still have Rich in Indiana on hold? Hi, Rich. Thank you for waiting through the break. You're welcome. Thanks. Um, the idea about Yellow Freight, the drivers that were working for Yellow Freight are Teamsters, that's union. Mm-hmm. And when Yellow Freight went down, uh, those guys were looking for jobs. And they could not get hired. That's right. They would. They were all over the place looking to be picked up by other shops, and they were non-union right. shops. And they were told again and again, "Dude, you're you're teamster. I can't take you." Yeah. And they didn't. They didn't want what I'm assuming they were perceiving as the uh, the infection, the inoculation that would come along with a union shop worker being in their shop they didn't but the whole want thing union. was the whole thing was union busting i thought yellow yes. yellow filing for chapter 11 was union busting they just it they was. would rather it tank the company was. and sell it for scrap than pay a decent wage to the truckers who keep our country's economy rolling forward and you've just said something really important if the backbone of america is small business something that yellow freight was extremely special and unique was this less than load ltl less mm-hmm. than load uh, mm-hmm. as as a customer of the, the freight company. You didn't have to buy an entire truckload in order to ship your stuff. And yeah. when the cost of manufacturing goes up because your cost of shipping has gone up because yellow is gone, guess mm-hmm. what else goes up? Inflation. Guess what's trying to be controlled right now by Mr. Powell? Inflation. He's beating the shit out of the system. And he's having to beat the shit out of the system because something like yellow has gone down. And, okay, so there it is. (laughs) Plain as day. I'm with you, man. I'm totally with you. And, you you know, it's really sad because these workers fought so hard. And now they just shut the whole thing down. They just shut it all down. And now, you know, I mean, I appreciate that the government's trying to help a little bit, but... Uh, the earnings reports show that Yellow Corp's market share was redistributed across the entire truckload industry. And now, of course, this is going to be deliberately done to scare other truckers out of trying to yeah. unionize. But I hope it doesn't work. It I really, really hope that they will go for it. Well, if everybody can read that little book by um, Richard Wolf, Democracy at Work, and have just the basic understanding of the value of what organized labor means, 
and, mm. and the kind of gains that can be achieved and what real democracy depends on. I mean, if you learn how to be organized labor, you get to learn how to be a citizen. Nice. Right. Nice from your lips, man. Thank you so much. Thank I really you, appreciate it. Great to hear from you. We are at 866-997-4748, 866-997-GRIT. Let's go back to the phones. Sean and Callie, thank you so much for your patience on hold. You're on Sirius XM Progress. Good evening. Hey, brother. Good evening. You know, uh, quick one on George Santos, you know. Yes. Besides the fact that he claimed, you know, he invented the Long Island iced tea. But, yes. uh, you know, yeah, I agree with you on this one big time because, you know, and, and this is the Republicans have been courting these crazy fucks for 35 fucking years, right? I mean, Ronald Reagan might have been a, I, I don't want to give him any credit with, we all know the history and governor of California. I'm here. I understand with the FBI and doing everything, Cal Berkeley, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, what they did is they um, doubled down on, and, and the cynicism that I have on this, they doubled down on, well, they picked people that obviously were religious crazy not they're fake christians number one that was the Falwell thing generally and, yes and then yeah it, it, you know i mean fake people well i guess you can't really say fake if they really believe it but then no no that. no you can call Falwell. Falwell was a segregationist who opened up whites only schools and supported apartheid you're allowed to call him a fake christian bam okay good and then you had people that didn't know a lot about anything, and that's okay. I, you know, I, a lot of Americans don't. But what they did is take advantage of them, and and you know, make them believe that if 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 very rich people, wealthy people, don't pay taxes, and they don't have to abide by any kind of regulations in their business, they are mm. the masters. They are the ones you should follow. And then yeah. there's the racist element, right? And so, and now we get to the point where we are now with uh, Mike Tiny Brain Johnson is going to be there, and he's going to come up with the same problem, brother, um, that uh, Kevin Tiny Brain Kevin McCarthy. Yes, he has the exact same problem in about in about fourteen days. He's going to have that problem. <laughs> the same thing. But here's a question that I really want to put out to the people, and it isn't any. Uh, magnanimous question, but it happened. I learned this from Swagger from Apple TV. If you want a, a, a letdown from the wars and all the killing and all that, watch Swagger on Apple TV. I don't have any monetary. It, it, it was the best thing because I, even if you don't like basketball, it is a really good drama. And and uh, Ice Cube Junior, uh, you know O'Shea Jackson Junior was uh -huh. an excellent. He, he was really good. This is a really good drama, people. But the point is, in one part of the story, I'm not giving away the story, although okay. a little bit, is that the question was, is democracy a journey or a destination? I thought it was a great question. Is democracy yeah. a journey or a destination? I think sometimes in our culture, um, people don't even think of it that we that our democracy is something to be coveted 
and to yeah. to work for. No, you we know? take it for granted. So we for all take me, it for granted. And I I've done it myself. I'm I'm halfway to 112. So yes, I've I've done it myself. Uh, but the thing of it is, is it is a it, you know. There was no right or wrong answer here. This is what I just want people to think about. You know, is it a destination or a journey? I can give you my opinion is um, is I think that I really enjoy the journey. It's Even a journey it's, because we're always trying to get there. All, all road movies are about the journey, not the destination, right? All road stories are about yeah. the, the traveling, not about actually when you get there. And we've learned if we think we've arrived at democracy, that's the day we take it for granted. It is always an ongoing struggle in this country to have greater justice, to have greater representation and more fairness in the culture. Always. I, and I'm with you. And you go on tour all around the country and you're essentially saying that without actually saying what, you know, my, you know, my cherry picking of a great show or I, hmm. what I thought was a great drama. You know, I, it's a really good drama. But my point is, there could be a different answers with this. Right. It, my thing is, is that, you know, you have to be a participant in our culture. If you are not a participant in our culture, which happens to have a constitution, then you're going to be dominated by someone like Donald right. Bin Laden. If right, he man. gets in office, we're screwed, brother. Well, let's we see. We need to stay. Let's see. You know, we, well, we, 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 if he gets in office, a lot of people yeah. are going to be hurt. He's going to do a lot of damage. We survived it last time. And, um, you know, as bad as it'll be, uh, we will survive it again. He, because you have to You're remember, more optimistic he, than no, me. no, 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 no. Listen, he he has the potential to do a lot of damage if he does, but he's stupid and he's incompetent and he's sloppy. He would leave office <laughs> more hated than he was the first time. Yeah, from prison. I mean, he can do he can do it from prison. He, he'll probably make a reality show of that. You know, I think there's a fifty percent chance that I, I think there's a fifty percent chance that when Donald Trump finally does die, he dies in a country with no extradition treaty. And just imagine the funeral. Oh, I mean, my oh. God, you know Melania is bringing a date. You know she will. And and the Paul Bearers are going to be Scott Bayo and Ron Jeremy and the My Pillow guy and uh, and and Frank Stallone <laughs> and Rudy Giuliani. But he won't be tall enough to reach the caskets. So he'll be jumping the entire time. There's this. Pl- Listen, I don't think Trump's going to get elected again. But if he does, we will resist him. We will mock him. We will make his life hell. Well, there you go. And I would be happy with that. It, it, the most important thing I want him to be is broke. Yeah, he is. Don't worry. He is. That's why he needs everybody else's money. That's why every time you see a MAGA person waving their flag, tell them, what are you doing? That There's a billionaire that needs your money. Why is his money in your checking Hello. account? Go give your billionaire money. <laughs> that makes me laugh. You can't make uh, this comedy up, John. You're a good listen, comedian. I refuse. You can't make up it up. <laughs> I refuse to let fascists take away my sense of humor. Those John Lennon said it. Those are the two things they can't take. The two things they can't handle. They can't handle nonviolence and they can't handle ridicule. So use your wit and use your nonviolence and go after them. Well, you're awesome at it, and I wish you all the best going forward. And I can't wait to see you when you come to San Francisco. You will. I'll be there in January. Let me know. Come to the meet and greet. You'll be my honored guest. Okay. We're coming. Is that when we're playing? I didn't even know when. Okay, the 20. Oh, Inauguration Day. Great. Thank you, Sean. 866-997-4748. Lisa in New Mexico. Thank you so much for waiting on hold. You're on SiriusXM. Hi, John. Hello. I have a question. Please. Our little Lord Fauntleroy in the house. 
Yes. Our new speaker. He's precious. What do you, what do you see as his fate? What do I see as his fate? Yes. Uh, that he will... Is he going to be our little Kevin? Is he going to be another Kevin? He might be another Kevin. I mean, we don't know yet. You know, this is what happens when you don't vet the guy, right? Like when you just say, hey, let's take the most... When when you say, okay, well, our our Republican speaker had to leave in disgrace, and the right-wing guy we all thought was going to replace him, he got scuttled. So let's just take the most inoffensive, quiet guy in the corner. Let's not vet him. Let's just put him in power. That's how we got Dennis Astor. crazy wife. Don't forget his crazy wife. His crazy wife. Let me tell you something, man. With this ex-gay stuff, please let him be the Speaker of the House for the Republicans. Please <laughs> let him be the thing that motivates young people and decent people to show up. Because I think they're going to settle him before Christmas. You think he's going to last that long? He's in a bad shape because, look, <laughs> it, it, every one of these budget ideas he's talking about to try to impress the Nazi clot caucus... It's not going to pass a Democratic Senate. It's not going to pass a Democratic White House. He has to work with Democrats to keep the government open. And if he does that, the little Matt Gates winged monkeys, they're going to hate him, too. It's what killed Kevin McCarthy's speakership. And if the government yep. does shut down, little Johnson's going to take all the blame for it. He'll be the overexposed little Johnson, and he will carry so the weight fucked. for the rest of the Republican Party. So he's fucked, like Kevin. Yes, but also keep in mind, we're going to learn a lot about his private life. There's going to be a lot we learn about this guy that they didn't bother to vet. And again, the ex-gay ministries, you know, I just want to say any any man who says that being gay is a choice that has to be resisted probably has some experience resisting it. That's all I'm saying. Adopted a child, not kind Mm. of adopted, didn't adopt, kind of like stole a child. Uh, I don't know what the deal is with the child, and I don't know what the deal is with these Republicans adopting boys of color when they're in their 20s and adopting these young teenage (laughs) boys to live with them. Uh, He's got a nester. Good for him. But I find it very telling that that young man is now uh, got a family of his own and he's grown up. This guy, Johnson, was 25 when he adopted a 14-year-old, except he didn't adopt him because an unmarried 25-year-old man would never be allowed to adopt a 14-year-old boy ever, ever, ever. And for whatever reason, that young man, the uh, African-American young man he adopted or took in, he never legally adopted him, he's not helping in any way. He's not making any public appearances. He is not posing for any family photos. He is staying out of it like Tiffany Trump. So I don't know. There's a lot we don't know. Yeah, there's a lot we don't know. So we'll see what happens. It's going to be fun. All right. It's going to be fun either way. It's going to be fun. All right. All right. Get the popcorn. Love you. Bye. (laughs) Exactly. Invest in popcorn. Thank you, Lisa. Have a great evening. Let me go to uh, before the break. Let's go to Bill in New Jersey. Hi, Bill. Thanks for waiting on hold. You're on progress. How you doing? Yeah. Hey, John. Um, yeah. This Johnson. Um, yes. He, yeah. The, the guy is crazy. He uh, you know, the fact that he doesn't have bank accounts the, and and uh, yeah, the anti-gay stuff. He's definitely a closet gay guy. Uh, not definitely. We don't. We don't know that at all. It just. It's very fun to speculate, but a word like definitely, I, you might want to be cautious about. Well, it smells like anyway. <laughs> um, he, uh, he uh, um, and he, you know the 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 crazy Christian stuff. He said that the Roman Empire fell because of homosexuality. Well, the Roman Empire that? when it fell. Oh, that's great. Yeah, when the Roman Empire fell, like in fourteen. 50 or something, uh, 450 A.D., uh, everybody was Christian. That's and not right. only that, the, the, the invaders 
were Christian too. You had Christians mm-hmm. writing Christians, and mm-hmm. it, it, it went Christian when you know uh, King uh, Emperor Constantine saw the cross in the sky and claimed himself a Christian. But they said he, other people said he did it for political reasons because Rome was already becoming Christianity was already becoming a thing, and. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he's the one who changed Christianity from being a Zen-like, peaceful people into war-like. And uh, there's a few you know, people did that. I don't know. What's that? A few people did that. I mean, when the Greeks translated the Bible, you know, they they put it through their filter, and the Greeks had their Zeus imagery, their invisible sky god throwing lightning bolts down because he has a mood disorder. I mean, the Bible was translated so many times over the centuries. It's been a big, long international game of telephone tag. There's been a lot of people who've tried to recast it and reinvent God in their own image. Well, it was Constantine, though, who moved the Sabbath to Sunday because he yes. still liked Apollo, the sun god, and he moved yes. Christmas from the spring to the the winter uh, feast. For Mithra. and uh, For the Roman god that? Mithra. To honor the Roman god Mithra, right. they they lined up the right. Mithra feast with Christmas, yeah. Right, right, right. But anyway, yeah, astronomers actually believe that Jesus was probably born in June, um, which yeah, if you look at the, if he was a Gemini, that would explain the whole temple freakout incident. Right. Such a Gemini, well, he was, such you know, a Gemini. He, he was totally born with the lambs in the spring. Um, yeah. when, anyway, but uh, uh, but that guy is crazy. And I, and the anti uh, and his wife with the anti gay thing, you know, to say that being gay is a choice in 2023 who would make the choice to become part of a persecuted minority exactly and be pushed around by by bullies like him you know That's right. it was a choice how do you feel but, about but again, that? Was that half a Again, it was twenty. It was actually twenty years ago. He wrote this in an op-ed, and uh, you know he's not going to go anywhere near reporters who will ask him real questions about it. But look at their Christianity. It's not focused on things Christ talked about. They're not focused on welcoming the stranger or helping the poor or caring for the sick. They don't want to use government to do the things mm-hmm. Jesus actually did. They want to use government to do the things they pretend Jesus did, like make the rich yeah. richer. And be right. cruel to migrants and be cruel to transgender children and be cruel to gay people and deny health care mm-hmm. to the needy. I mean, they will literally. Mm-hmm. This is why I think well, I, I talk about this so much because I don't see the Democratic Party doing it. If they're going to call themselves right. Christians to have moral mm-hmm. camouflage well, to get votes, we have a right mm-hmm. to ask them what the hell parts of this Christ character they actually follow, because I don't see it. Right. They follow the Christ from the bizarro world. You know, the yeah, exactly world. right. Uh, Hey, man, listen, Never. I got to hit a break, but I thank you very much for the call. Brilliant as always. We're going to take a quick one. When we come back and more of your calls, we are at 866-997-4748. 866-997-GRIT. This is Progress After Dark. We'll be right back. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. 
Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hey, everybody, it's Michael Steele, host of the Michael Steele podcast. Each week, I discuss key political and cultural issues joined by America's leading activists, experts, and academics for conversations that transcend political boundaries. And that's the point. I want you to join me as we work through real solutions, have honest conversations, just keeping it real, and having a little fun on the side. So listen to the Michael Steele podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, or wherever you get your podcasts on. Because you know I love it when you do. I'm John Fugel saying this is Sirius XM Progress. We are at 866-997-4748. 866-997-GRIT. And for the next hour, we're going to be playing playing going playing your calls all evening long uh before we do that i just want to play really quickly this morning on cnn senator dick durbin became the most notable and most mainstream democrat to call for a ceasefire in the israel hamas war two years ago 2021 during an escalation of violence between israel and gaza you called for a ceasefire and you said you quote couldn't disagree more with netanyahu's policies quote when it came to the treatment of palestinians is a ceasefire needed now? I think it is, at least uh, under uh, in the context of both sides agreeing. For example, the release of those who have been kidnapped should be part of this, immediate release. Uh, that should be the beginning of it. Uh, an effort should be made to engage in conversation between the Israelis and the Palestinians. Let's face it, this has gone on for decades. Uh, whatever the rationale from the beginning, it has now reached an intolerable level. Uh, we need to have a resolution in the Middle East that gives some promise for the future. Boom. Let's go to the phones. We're at 866-997-4748. David in Santa Fe, thank you for your patience on hold. You're on progress. Hi, John. It's been a while. Hey, How are you? Hey, good. Are you? I'm pretty good. I'm good. I'm uh, actually in Lake Tahoe, but I left the Santa Fe on there because I had been there 20 years. But now I'm back. Now I'm in Tahoe. I was okay. listening to your conversation. Yes, sir. And uh, it was really good. To, I, I always enjoy it hearing from Simon and Julie because, you know, they're young, they're active, doing all these things. I'm 73, almost 74. I'm Lakota, Tichangu Lakota, not Oglala. We're neighbors, mm-hmm. but we're all the same tribe. There are seven bands of Lakota. And wow. a lot of people say Lakota. It's not Lakota. There's no D, there's no U, it's La Cota. La Cota. So I'm throwing that out there for people. Thank uh, you, I will, I will try to do better. Uh, yeah, well, not just you, John. But, uh, the other thing is, indig- the way you covered the monikers, Indigenous, Native American, First Nations, I agree with, well, I'm saying First Nations is good. I've never liked Native American because... Like you yeah. said, John, and I'm glad you brought it out. We were here before it was ever called America. It's always, it bothered me Greek, as a kid. And the Greek term, I believe indigenous is rooted in Greek. Well, like so many things are rooted in Greek. But I don't really care for that either. I like people being, if you're going to, there are so many tribes, I think First Nations is good. 
Um, okay. And you you posed you posed a question in the middle of that conversation: what can be done about reparations? Mm-hmm. Now we don't need any fucking reparations. We need the U.S. government to honor their treaties. They stole the Black Hills. I'm talking for my tribe. Yeah. They stole the Black Hills. The treaty said that the land from the Missouri River going westward through all of South Dakota, North Dakota, part of Nebraska, and Wyoming was the Lakota people's land forever. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you know all that, John. But I, I mean, to, I just want to remind people if you want to. But that was, but but but, but, but hang on, it, it was. But we have to point out, it was the gold rush they used as an excuse yeah. to steal it, right? Right. That was it. Was gold, and then later on, uranium. They still mine uranium up there in the black hole, black hills. So I know uh, that yeah. I know that back That's in the '80s, the Supreme. I know in the '80s, the Supreme Court ordered the government to pay a hundred million to the Sioux Nation yeah. for breaking that treaty. Know. But did that money ever find its way to anybody? No, because we refused it. Right on. We refused it. We said that will not do. And I've worked with Leonard Crow Dog, who was the principal holy man for the people at Wounded Knee in 1973-74. I've I've, uh, represented him with other tribal leaders uh, on a trip to Italy where the Italian people, some of the provinces, honored. They said, yeah. We fucked yeah. up. That's what they said. And we were there nine yeah. days. I sang Lakota songs in Medici chapels. I sang Lakota songs. That was my part there mm-hmm. in palaces. And my uh, older brother, Chief uh, Leonard Crow Dog of the Moya Yaki tribe, who is a uh, Sundance chief at Leonard Crow Dogs for 40 years, he was there and he pointed up to the gilded ceilings in these palaces, and he told the Italian people, he said, this doesn't belong to you. And everybody agreed. They all agreed except one guy, one stuffed shirt. Hmm. Uh, I'm digressing. That's okay. Uh, I just wanted to say, uh, yeah, I know, it just, uh, I got worked up a little bit about it, but I really want to tell people, just say First Nations. Yeah, you know, right on. It's real, it's real easy. The Canadian people say it. It's, it's they real do. easy. They and do. And I know the treaties aren't going to be fully honored. It's too late anymore. And they, you know... Um, I mean, I don't know. I, you know, I, I talk about reparations a lot. And I, I think you can't talk yeah. about reparations for the descendants of slaves without talking about reparations for the descendants of the people who were here first. And I think yeah. that honoring treaties is a form of reparations. Mm-hmm. Well, it is. Uh, I think it would be too much to ask, maybe, to give all that land back, you know, North Dakota, South Dakota, part of Wyoming and Nebraska. Yeah. But it could be done something in kind, like right. employment. I mean, there are so, where Simon's from and where I'm from, at Rosebud, uh, Rosebud Reservation, I mean, yeah. refugee camp. Uh, there, there's no employment. They all have to drive off the res. People that do have jobs and go to jobs out in the white towns here and there. Yeah, it's, the poverty is off the charts, and the drug addiction to uh, heroin yep. and meth and probably fentanyl now is off the charts too. Yeah. So that is what those kind of things need to be taken care of. 
yeah, uh, as part of reparations, maybe. Right on. What right on. Think, I think so as well. I, I, I really appreciate you weighing in on it because, you know, these are conversations that don't happen. And again, how is America yeah. ever going to overcome the stain on its history? How is America ever going to break this hex our ancestors imposed on us until maybe one generation? But maybe, well, it, uh, yeah. yeah, you're you're probably right about that. But I mean, well, these younger people now, like Simon and Julie and other people, you know, they're making they're making waves, I think. Oh, they are. And they're great. But who's going to be the generation that's going to begin to make things right? That's what I always ask. Who's going to be the generation that's going to say, OK, we can't undo what our ancestors did, but we're going to begin to be the generation that tries to bring peace and grace and forgiveness in this culture by trying to make things right with the descendants of those who were so brutalized. Excellent words. May I say one more thing? Oh, if you Uh, must. Go ahead. Really quick. One more thing. If you're going to say if you're going to be doing a series with them. Yeah. I would suggest maybe suggest to them, maybe get some of uh, our elders on there, uh, some Lakota elders and different tribes. I know several. I'm, okay. I'm an elder myself, and I have a, I have a lot of history and uh, knowledge to help out with, too. Brilliant. Okay. Well, I thank you for that. your show so much, John. Thanks a lot. Thank you so, so much. I really appreciate you. We are at 866-997-4748, 866-997-GRIT. Before I get to your calls, can I, can I, can I make fun of Mike Johnson for just a second? Um, <laughs> earlier today, he was expressing some disappointment at politicians who aren't fans of his little scheme to uh, try to use the Israeli war as an excuse to allow billionaire tax cheats to get away with it. We talked about this extensively last night, but, you know, his whole scheme was because we voted for Joe Biden and Joe Biden promised to make the rich pay their fair share. Like every president, every Democratic president says they'll make the rich pay their fair share. But Joe Biden got money in the uh Inflation Reduction Act to hire a lot more IRS agents so they can do this. And of course, if you're in the Republican Party, you work for the billionaire donors. So they are trying anything they can do to make sure tax cheats get to go on tax cheating because it helps with the donations and Republicans are the help. So, you know, if you if you take 14 billion out of the IRS budget, they can't go after these tax cheats, which means we can't bring in that revenue. So it's actually going to cost us tens of billions over the next decade. And it took uh, about a day for people to realize what this scheme was. And, of course, it is going to be dead on arrival in the Senate. So here's House Speaker Mike Johnson telling reporters how dismayed he is at politicians who don't like his proxy crusade. While House Republicans are leading on a probes, we're also leading the charge to support our cherished friend. And last week, in one of my first acts as Speaker, we passed a resolution reaffirming our commitment to Israel and its moment of peril. And now, as Israel begins the next phase of its war, it's been kind of disturbing to us. I've heard Democrats uh, suggest that there needs to be a ceasefire. Let us be clear. We've been very clear about this. There was a ceasefire. It was before October 7th, and Hamas broke it, and Israelis suffered unspeakable acts of evil, as you've heard even recounted here this morning. Israel doesn't need a ceasefire. It needs its allies to cease with the politics and deliver support now. And that's what we're doing. Oh, I love when I hear a good old Christian talk about the need to continue carpet bombing civilian territories Um, over on the House floor before the passage of the split funding bill. Congressman Jim McGovern, Democrat from Massachusetts. Here he is lamenting a Congress that is willing to let our Israeli allies suffer at the expense of wealthy tax cheats. It is not me who is saying that there 
budgetary gimmick, their, their fake offset is a fake offset. It is the Congressional Budget Office that says it'll add $12.5 billion to the deficit. It doesn't pay for anything. It adds to the deficit. That's according to CBO. That is the office we use to, d to figure out how much things are going to cost. They know that. They come here and they deliberately distort the facts and distort the truth. And they're conditioning aid to Israel on helping out the, the richest tax cheats in America. He's right, you know. That's sort of exactly what they're doing right now. They are holding off sending more aid to Israel to help tax cheats cheat on their taxes. Not you, but the rich people. Let me go to Stephen in Kentucky. Stephen, thank you for your patience on hold. You're on progress. Welcome. Hello. How are you this evening? I'm very good. How are you, sir? Well, I'm doing all right. Did you mention by any chance, John, Stephanie Powers' birthday? I believe it was either yesterday or today. I'm so sorry I did not. I didn't know. Yes, uh, her birthday is today. I believe, um, if memory serves correct, I believe Miss Powers is 81 now. Okay. So I just wanted to mention that. I think she's a marvel. Happy birthday, um, Stephanie Powers. Thank you. I did want to uh, mention to your guest this evening, who were Native American, that were talking just uh, last hour. Yes, sir. Will you be having them as regulars, did you say? Yes, yes. Well, well good, because I uh, really was intrigued by what they were saying about the, uh, what was it, the two, um, I didn't actually hear too the spirited. whole Two-spirited, two-spirited. Yes, thank you. I, I needed to hear that tonight. I appreciate uh, them talking about that, that really uh, lifted my spirits, and uh, I'll definitely uh, look forward to hearing them again. I did want to mention tonight, I had seen Mr. Johnson's uh, illusion this morning. I don't call it a performance, because a performance requires authenticity. Nice. Uh, Mr. Johnson, hmm, <laughs> he talks about the worst threat for our, for our nation is spending not terrorism. Hmm. What mm -hmm. planet is he on again? Are we talking about the planet Mars? Perhaps they've been investing too much in space age again, because the fact is, Christopher Ray just referred to the fact that terrorism in this country is increasing because of what's going on abroad, because of yes. the rhetoric from Mr. Johnson's party. You know, he sits, stands up there with his smug attitude, giving lip service, of course, today. You know, he seems, oh, he, he seems very, uh, he's very, I will give him credit. He has a silver tongue, but at the same point that he has a silver tongue, he is as sugar-coated as could be. I mean, yes. you know, what's to talk about being a constitutional attorney, for instance? Well, how does that work? He talks about Democrats' partisanship with regards to Trump's impeachment, but at the next breath, the question that I have for Mr. Johnson is, yet you deny the election results of 2020, which actually Boom. made Joe Biden the legitimate victor. Boom. So which is it? Well, what now he it? dodges. Now he dodges those questions. Have you noticed that he's really trying to play both sides of the fence? I now hope because... he does dodge them because guess what? I have a big mouth, and he wants to dodge them. Well, guess what? I'll go to the press and I'll I'll uh, report on that if I have to. When I I mean, you saw the night he th 
The night he was appointed, the night he got the, the, the speaker's gavel, a journalist asked that question, and the Republicans all jeered them, and Virginia Fox yelled, shut up, shut up, well, at the journalist. Well, Virginia Fox may be going to a nuthouse next year when she sees the results of the next election. I would, I would encourage her to perhaps get a facelift and maybe a personality lift, too. Because now, now, let's not, really a, let's not age shame. Let's no, not age no, shame. I'm being very kind. I'm being very kind in saying that because maybe she would get a new disposition after that. I have no idea. Yeah, and I quite frankly don't give a damn at this point. The point is that this in, these these people are the worst threat for this country right now. They have demonstrated that the whole thing with Tommy Tuberville. You have yeah. you know uh, Miss Lindsay getting up there, Graham Cracker up there talking about how oh this is so unconscionable. Where has he been? Their their party mm-hmm. is unconscionable. The way they hold, they are uh, they are just as much of a terrorist, as far as I'm concerned, as Hamas is. The way they're well, acting. I, I, well, I that's that's a little too much hyperbole for me. But I do think that they are the greatest threat to our peace and security. Look, big money in politics is the square root of most of our problems. Privately well, no, funded the, the elections. The square root of most of our problems is control. Like your last guest were referring to, it's organized religion that's the that's the problem here. It's unconscious. That's what's the problem going way beyond that. I'm sorry, John, but I think that is the case. You know, we can sit here and blame it on money. We can blame it on... I think organized religion is just part of the racket, Steve. Organized religion religion is part of their racket. It's just part of the racket. It's not the main problem. I mean, I will say that fundamentalist religion, yeah, like extreme right-wing religion, all of them, yeah, the right-wingers are terrible, and right-wing Christians, Muslims, and Jews are the bad guys, and they cause a lot of problems, but it is, you know, Wall Street and the fascists that use the religious people to further their agenda. They come out and pretend that Christianity is about abortion. Wall Street doesn't give a rat's ass about abortion, please. But they know that if they come out and make it about abortion, make it about immigrants coming over, use the racism, use the homophobia, use the xenophobia, use the anti-woman sentiment that they know festers within conservative religious folks... That's how they cut their own taxes. That's how they deregulate themselves. That's how they get around these pesky environmental laws. They have to use this twisted, perverse form of religion to get twisted, perverse, pseudo-religious people to vote so they can get their own goddamn taxes cut. Religion is a tool to them, and as a tool, fascists know that religion is a useful tool. Well, the thing is, though, I'm sorry, but I have to say this, too. And I said this to Madeline Dean's office yesterday. You know, part of that is true, but part of it is the American people, too. We need somebody that is going to talk turkey with these people. I'm sorry. But you know what? You want good government? Then it's by, by damn, it's time for people to start embracing introspection. It's time for people to start to understand who they are. They need an increased awareness of who they are, because it's not all these politicians. They are a reflection of the people. And the fact is, we can sit here and we can bitch and complain to the cows come home. But the point is, this is part of it. And we have been denying this for the longest time. We have we have presidents that will not get up and say this. Well, maybe it's time that somebody has the balls to say it, because this is not going to get any better until. And let me tell you something. Please do. I know this because I okay. have gone through hell and back in my own life. Hit and me. I'm saying I'm still here. I must be doing something right. But the point is, it is it is frightening to have to deal with your demons. It is very frightening. But let me tell you something. If people, and I've been saying this for a long time, and I said it to Representative Dean's office and Representative Lofgren's office today, 
if we we can eradicate terrorism, we really can from the face of this planet, but it starts with us. I've mentioned this before. Illness within the body is a form of yeah. terrorism. Why terrorism is, is a symptom. Further? We, want it, we have all these lunatic fringe members out here today, you know, wanting to bastardize the concept of what a radical is. What a radical is, the truest term, is it is about development of profound character. This is where transformation comes in. This is where nice. thaumaturgy comes in. All of those things, If this is how we progress forward. We have to be able to confront this. It's very difficult. I understand that. But let me tell you something. Racism goes into this. It does. I don't care what anybody says. If we're going to tackle the race issue, it's about time that we talk about how organized religion has influenced discrimination in our <laughs> that's, society. Dude, that's all I I do talk about it on this show. I, I get people well, yelling at me talk for talking about, about it, it too much. Show, I'm talking about in other venues, too. We need to start talking about it. Now, I think some of this is a little ahead of its time. The question I have for people that say that, when the hell is the good time? When we're all dead and gone? It's yeah, about time go. that we have an opportunity to be able to express this. That is a bullshit excuse as far as I'm concerned at this point. It is not valid anymore. Maybe 10, right 15 on. years ago it may have been valid, but not now. It is not valid. And I think it's time. And I, if you don't believe me, you know it, John, just as well as I do. Some of the audience knows it as well. People are crying out. They are crying out right now. They want to be heard. And this is a big part of the problem with these Trump people, too. They are obnoxious. They are deranged. But at the same time, they do have a certain logic here. And what I mean by this is they want to be heard. Yep. And I guarantee you that if these representatives put aside their own ego for what is best for this country, maybe Preach. then we would see a little bit of peace happening, because we cannot sit here and tell <laughs> Israel and Palestine how to run their country when, in fact, we are not living up to our fullest expectations. And that is Stephen, the truth. You know, Johnson you. can sit up there I, I, with his smug I, I, lip service all he wants to. I don't give a damn anymore. Right and on. many people in this country do not give a damn. And I tell yes. you what. Here, here. I've been saying it, too. They better, mm -hmm. they uh, like Betty Davis once said in right. All About Eve, another famous uh, uh, person, mm -hmm. she said, mm -hmm. fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Well, I'm going to tell you I... what, coming next year, it's going to be the bumpiest yes. ride they have ever had, because I'm going to predict okay. this. They're going to be out of power until Preach. at least 2032, 20, 20, I can guarantee Holla back with the way they're acting right now. Shaka Khan. Thank you, Stephen. I, 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 I'm, I'm going to never give up until I get you to come out of your shell a little bit. This is my mission in life. But you got me standing on my desk cheering, and I thank you so much. I got to get to some other callers, but it's great to hear from you. We're at 866. I wanna, we should play the clip of, uh, of uh, Mike Johnson uh, being a homophobe. 866-997-4748. Beachside Bill is in Florida. Bill, welcome. You're on progress. Good evening. Hello, Bill. Hope all is well. I yeah, Thank you. I hope all is well. Yeah, following Stephen, how could you? Uh, uh, Stephen, that yeah. excited is just incredible. I just right? I love Stephen. Uh, what he just said, it just. But I caught too, and I I, I I was the first one to preach about Julian Simon about mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago, a month They're ago, great. about them, and and I'm so fascinated with them. And, and two spirits when Simon was, Simon was talking about it, he mentioned something about fluid. I was thinking about blood, obviously, because I donate blood. But yes, he mentioned do. something about it. It was something when he was, and I have to go back and listen to it. If you caught it, okay, what? 
I don't know what I, I, I forgot what it was something what he said. Anyway, uh, about um, blood. Yeah, well, I, it, you know how I donate blood. I was just thinking about blood. You know the. the oh, I, the, I think I I, I brought <laughs> up blood in relation to Buffy Saint Marie and her uh, her heritage. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I'll have to go back and listen to it. As one of okay. those things when you say you like hold, you know. Oh, I love them. I love them dearly. I'm glad you're going to have them weekly. I uh, I've always been John quickly. I've always been one that those who deny history deny reality. I keep using that adage, and I don't know if you saw yesterday over in Kenya, King Charles said some regret about the colonial atrocities, you know, the white supremacy and all that. Did you see that? Yes, I did. Some regret. Yeah, some regrets, but there's no apologies to to, nope. to their their brutal. I history. mean, dude, you, you know, had the, one he, job. He had one job. You know what I'm saying? Like this is Charles yeah. getting a chance to do something that makes him look good, and he can't do it. He just can't. He's just a perpetual I, I, well, knob. He just can't. Yeah. I, I I root for this guy. The climate change stuff. I admire him, but oh my god, he's just a knob all the time. It's like RFK Jr. You know, the, the environmental, they're great, but the other things, they're 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 kind of wishy washy. Mm. Mm. Um, I, I'm calling quick too about abortion here in Florida. Quick, John, please Let me just, tell me if you Google uh, uh, Attorney General Ashley Moody, she's the one who she's on the wrong side of history here. She's going against the amendment our friend Anna Eskamani put up for abortion next year. You know, for the the constitutional yeah. amendment, and mm-hmm. she's fighting it, Ashley Moody, and 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 she's on the wrong side of history. She's DeSantis's right hand uh, woman or right hand whatever you want right. to call her, and. And just Google it and check her out because she's really, I don't want to say evil, but, you know, evil in the sense of just history. Because uh, all this going on here is going to come down and, and it's going to look bad to them, for them. And, and, and I just, I, I always think of the history because I was thinking earlier today that voting, I vote for the young people today. I just want to get to this quick because I always talk right this. I vote for the young people. I've lived my life. Whatever time I have left, I'm voting for them. Climate change, abortion, right all that shit. So nice. just, you know, that's how I feel about it. And I just want them to know, because I've been voting for 46 years. I've been wanting weed to be legal here. It'll never be fucking legal here with this asshole governor of mine, <laughs> you know. And I voted for that's President true. Carter because he wanted to decriminalize weed. Had we listened to him, look where we would be with history. So. You're right That's on, my man. Spiel for the night. What do you think? God bless you. I listen. You you guys are inspiring me tonight. My God, I'm just a broken down, burned out, uh, desolate shell of a man. And you guys, you and Stephen together, are making me stand at my desk and cheer. Thank you so much. It's good to hear from you, and I'm well, glad thanks. you're doing well. Thank you, Bill. Have a good one. Eight six six nine nine seven forty seven forty eight. We got to take a break. We'll be right back. This is progress. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey all, Glenn Kirshner here. Friends, I hope you'll join me on my audio podcast, Justice Matters. We talk about not only the legal issues of the day, but we also talk about the need to reform ethics in our government. Here's one example, the oath of office. You know the one. 
I do solemnly swear to support and defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Let's add 22 words to that oath. Quote, and I will promptly report any instances of crime and or corruption by government officials and employees of which I become aware. Friends, our democracy is worth fighting for. Join us in this fight because justice matters. Look for Justice Matters wherever you ordinarily find your podcasts. This is SiriusXM Progress. I'm John saying We're at 866-997-4748, 866-997-GRIT. Let's go to the phones. John in Oklahoma, thank you for your patience. You're on SiriusXM. Hey, I'm sort of wish I got hold of Bob Seska when he was on. I was wanting to ask him to start playing, uh, making more twisted tunes. Ah, well, I'm so sorry. I, I'm, I'm not Bob Seska, but I'll pass along the message. He's excited he gets to go back to his Star Trek podcast now that the strike's finally ending. Oh, good. Uh, the reason I called was uh, I've been wanting to ask this question, but I haven't been able to get on air. And the thing is, is if Trump gets convicted, will he be uh, sent to prison or will he be able to stay out on uh, bail? Or He'll appeal everything. If- He'll appeal everything. Well, true, but don't they have to have a good cause for uh, winning the appeal to stay out of jail? I don't think so. I don't think any of these trials necessarily mean he'd have to be incarcerated right away. It is a very good question, and we've all wondered what would it be like. I mean, look, what what if a judge revokes his bail for all of his antics and decides to go ahead and throw him in jail for a weekend? I mean, that could conceivably happen. He'd raise a lot of money off of it, but, I mean, what would it be like? I remember reading about when Bobby Sands... You know, if the IRA ran for the British Parliament from his jail cell and and was elected, I I, I tried to imagine what that would look like in the United States. Right, and also I was saying uh, one of the things I kind of worry about is that mainstream media has really been harping down on these poll numbers about Joe Biden. Oh yeah, and I remember too is that uh, a year before Obama's re-election, his numbers were in the toilet too. But look, he that's turned exactly right. Land with a with that. But one of the things I'm thinking about is sort of like the subtext of all this. It's always everybody's bringing up his age. But yeah. I really think the subtext of this is that they're scared that if he gets reelected and he passes away, they're going to have a black woman as president. Exactly. There's exactly right, my friend. No, there's so much terror. I I can't tell you how many times I've gone in to do like panel discussions on News Nation, and it was always about this anxiety about, oh, Lord, uh, she's not ready. She's not ready. Kamala Harris. And I'm just like, I have never heard any other vice president in my life talk about how if they're up for the job or not. I've only heard it's, it about the one woman vice president we've had. It's misogyny. Just like it's total misogyny. Right. I mean, uh, there was some... Women are held to a different standard than men. Completely. Completely. It's embarrassing. And, uh, and also, she's got the same ideology and the same platform as Biden. It's You're voting for the policies. You're voting for the, what they're going to fight for. So what changes? It's just the person. We don't vote for people. We vote for movements, for ideas, for, for moralities. That's correct. And w- the last thing I was wanting to bring up was that uh, I understand about the Israeli-Palestinian war right now. And, but, mm-hmm. and I hear all of this about civilian casualties. I, I didn't hear any kind of uh, uproar about the firebombing of Dresden, Hiroshima, no. Nagasaki, or Darfur. 
I mean, yes, correct. It just seems like things have changed in the last two decades. Like if you have any civilian casualties, oh my God, you must stop. Whereas well, World War really until after Vietnam. But I but mean, in fairness, in fairness, World War Two, World War Two was a, de- but World War Two was a declared war, and in this case, it's very very steep. But you've got you know these relentless air air campaigns, carpet bombing civilian residential areas by Netanyahu, who is a crook, and I don't see how this incessant slaughter of uh, Palestinian civilians makes Israel safer. I don't see how it makes but Israel people safer. But didn't Israel declare war against Hamas? They have declared war. You're you're right about that. But again, Hamas isn't a country. Those people don't have passports. It goes back to the original apartheid issue of what life is like for the people in Palestine. I I think Palestinians and Israelis both deserve better leadership uh, and more decent leadership. But I thank you. It was a brilliant call. I really appreciate you. Thank you for calling us this evening. We've got to take a break or Chris will yell at me. We'll be right back in just a moment with your calls. Tell me everything when we return. Welcome back. I'm John Fugelsack. Let's get to your calls tonight. I'm really excited to talk to you. Bruce in California, thank you so much for waiting patiently on hold. You're on Sirius XM. Hey, how's it going? I just want to Great, say man. first, I, I think Liz Winstead is a treasure. Oh, yeah. has been. I mean, yeah. you know, after you hear those stories and then you think about a jerk-off like Trucker Steve, you know, I'm sorry. I've been listening to that jerk-off for over a decade on, you know, Pete show and your show and other shows. I, I hmm. you know, and you always say he's a good guy. I don't think he's a good guy. I mean, you, I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for him. You know, <laughs> he's, he's never in the place change. he's in. Those people don't, those people don't change. Yeah, I understand. You know? I'm rooting for him. That's, that's all I'll say. He's, he's a misogynist pig as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, but he was raised that way. He doesn't know it. You know what I mean? Like, he, I don't think he gets up in the morning and thinks, how can I make women's lives harder today? I know that he, because I got family like this. He believes in his heart that he's doing the right thing. And and again, I can throw the Bible at him. I can throw the Constitution at him. I can throw science at him. It's not going to matter until someone he cares about is in a difficult position. Or maybe, you know, he'll come back in the next life as a pregnant, underage black girl and realize what he's fought for his yeah, whole life. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I, that's... Mm. To me, those are not an excuse to be an asshole. I don't want to hate him. I just want to beat him. Don't want to hate him. I just want to beat him. I don't hate anybody. I just right on. But I don't hate. My mom. My mom told. My mom said not to hate anybody. But I hear uh, you. I despise all these these jerk offs. These. Yeah, I hate the bullshit, not the bullshitter. Yeah. Right, but I. It's just. They're just phonies. Listen, anyone who wants to talk about Jesus in context of trying to criminalize abortion, I will talk tabernacles with them all night because criminalizing abortion has nothing to do with the stuff Jesus talked about. There's a book available. People can read it. I'm right. <laughs> exactly. Well, I appreciate uh, That's all I got. I just like I said. Liz right on, man. Said, uh, God bless her for. Uh, I'll tell you said so. Well, thank you. I appreciate you, man. Thanks so much for calling. We're at 866-997-4748. Before the break, let's go to Ken in Virginia. Hi, Ken. Thanks for waiting. You're on progress. Hey, John. Love your show. Thank you, sir. Um, good news for Virginia. Yes, it is. Um, but uh, hearing about Joe Manchin, uh, the thing that came to mind to me was uh, that he's going to um, trade his uh, yacht. He's got parked over in D.C. He's going to trade that yacht with uh, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas's <laughs> motorhome so he can tour the country in it. 
Yeah. And then I again I thought, well, no, he wouldn't that wouldn't be good enough for Joe. He'd have to have Clarence Thomas's backers make him a mm-hmm. new one, a nicer yeah. one. Yeah. I think Harlan Crow is going to find a checkbook for Joe Manchin very soon. You know, how, how do you you Harlan Crow, you're you're giving money to Clarence Thomas and Cornell West. That's that's all I have to say. I mean, <laughs> It's just ridiculous. There, anyone who donates to Joe Biden is someone trying to get Donald Trump elected president. And that's it. I mean, did I say Joe Biden? Joe Manchin. Anyone who donates to Joe Manchin is someone trying to get Donald Trump elected president. Did I lose him? Did he drop no, off? I'm here. I'm here. Oh, you're here. Oh, sorry. Uh, I would just come on a little, just a little, little joke I thought about. It might give you a little giggle here. Tell me. But uh, <laughs> I love your show. And, uh, well, thank you, man. Keep, keep up the good work. Everybody thank you. you. Oh, God. Wow. I'm right. not worthy. I appreciate that. Thank you. We're at 866-997-4748. Captain Chris, do I have time for one more call, or are you going to yell at me if I take one more call? Oh, hell yeah. Yes. Is that, yes, you're going to yell at me, or yes, I can take a call? I'll yell at you if you don't take one. Michael in the Bronx, you are up, sir. What's going on? Hey, John. You hey. know, I had, to, I had a call in regarding yesterday's um, GOP debates. Yes. And the thing that got me was the back and forth between Ramaswamy and Haley. Wasn't it, it inspiring? It was more entertainment than um, informative. Now, I only saw clips of it. And I swear, when he attacked her her daughter and she said, keep your daughter out your, keep my daughter out your voice. I thought we were about to have a Will Smith 2.0. Yeah. I mean, it would have been so funny if she said... Keep my daughter out your fucking mouth. But you know, funny. you know something? That is funny and it is serious because perhaps now she's getting a hint. She and perhaps some other Republicans when it comes to family privacy, you didn't like someone getting into your family business and yeah. attacking your your daughter. The same principle goes with the they're bullshitting about abortion. I am with you, John. You and I will make a great, I don't know if you want to use the word tag team on this issue, but you and I are both Catholics. You and I are both mm. Christians. You and I both keep well, preaching the same stuff regarding what to Jesus be. taught. And mm-hmm. I get tired of it myself. I'm tired of trivializing abortion. Stick to the damn sciences. Preach, brother. Sciences. Stick to the medical stuff. Abortions, believe it or not, actually saves lives at a number of yeah, times. Yeah, it does. And Thank you. You're right. If you really want to start saving lives, start with with the stopping of the gun trafficking. Every this guy, I love this guy. You Republicans keep bringing up abortion. Yours truly and others will bring about your bullshit on guns. (laughs) Right on, Michael. I couldn't have said it better. I completely agree. Uh, I would only say I don't know if I'd call myself a Christian. I I aspire to be a Christian. But I will say you put me on a stage standing next to Vivek Ramaswamy and people will think even I'm presidential, too. Nothing against Nikki Haley, but that guy makes anyone look like Lincoln. This is progress. Progress.